welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. My daughter, well actually let me just explain, I've got two daughters. I've got three kids actually. Jordan is 12, Mitchell's 10, and our youngest, BJ, she's four. But our oldest, Jordan, who's 12, loves cooking. She particularly loves cooking desserts. And mum and dad love eating them. And so when it's Christmas time, like it is, it gives Jordy an incredible opportunity to do what she loves. And that's cooking. Two of her favourite desserts she loves making is Rocky Road and Toblerone Cheesecake. And if you haven't had Jordan Rainbow's Toblerone Chocolate Cheesecake, you have not lived. Mick? Brilliant. So invite us around and you'll get a little bit of dessert. But it's as I've been watching her over the last few years doing what she loves doing, in particularly the lead up to this Christmas, I felt God highlight some things to me. People often ask me as a pastor, how do you hear God speak? Well, this is one way. What I'm about to tell you is one way God speaks to me. Because as Jordan was preparing, I thought, my goodness me, life and Christianity in general is a lot like baking a cake. And so I've entitled this morning's Christmas message, Christmas Cake. And I have a Christmas cake right here. You want to see it? Who likes Christmas cake? Who likes marzipan? Special place in hell for you. I say that because marzipan's from the devil. I never forget like eating Christmas cake. Think, Man, this is great, but there's something in it that's just off. And we weren't doubt it was that thin layer of marzipan between the cake and the icing that every true British person must have. Because we've always done it that way. But it tastes horrible, I know, but we've got to have it. So here's a little Christmas cake as a little prop that I have for you today to highlight my message. And as Jordan's been preparing, I thought, you know, there's some things we can learn from baking a cake. And I want to go through them very quickly right now. The first thing is this. When it comes to baking a cake... You need the right ingredients. Everyone say right ingredients. I have a recipe here for a Christmas cake. And it says ingredients. And it's very specific about what you need. 300 grams of cooking chocolate. Marzipan optional. I like that. You need 100 grams of almonds. You need 100 grams of Brazil nuts. You need 100 grams of pecans, not 95. You need specific amounts to make a specific cake. In other words, without certain ingredients, you don't get a Christmas cake. 
Does that make sense? Here's my point. Without the right ingredients at Christmas, you don't have Christmas. Without Jesus at Christmas, it is not Christmas. It's Jesus Christ that makes Christmas Christmas. Without Him, it's not Christmas. Many people acknowledge everything else but Jesus. They'll acknowledge a big fat guy with a red suit and a white beard. They'll acknowledge trees. They'll acknowledge lights. They'll acknowledge anything but the reason for the season. And that's fine. But those things alone don't make it Christmas. Just like Jordan could not throw whatever she wanted into a cake and expect it to be a Christmas cake. She couldn't throw anything into a Toblerone chocolate cheesecake. And if she did, it would cease to be a Toblerone chocolate cheesecake. Do you know what a Toblerone chocolate cheesecake is without a Toblerone? Just cheesecake. And Christmas, the 25th of December without Jesus is just the 25th of December. Because it's Jesus that makes Christmas, Christmas. The first part of the word Christmas is a dead giveaway about what Christmas is about. It's not Santamus. It's not Tremus. It's not Lightmus. It's not Puddingmus. It's not religious festivalmus. It's not going to churchmus. Christmas is about a person, and his name is Jesus. Can I have a round of applause? It's not reindeermus either. It's not Rudolphmus. So you need the right ingredients. Secondly, when it comes to baking a cake, you not only need the right ingredients, but you need the right order. Everyone say right order. The thing that stands out about this recipe that I have in front of me, not only are the ingredients very specific, but then it says method. First, place the nuts and cooking chocolate into a food processor. Then, then it says now, then it says after, there's a sequence of events that need to take place in order for the cake to be a cake. This is what I noticed. It didn't say start with the icing. Do you know how hard it is to put icing on a cake that isn't made yet? It's impossible. This is my point. We need to put first things first. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, Seek first God's kingdom. Seek first His righteousness. And then all these other things will be added to you as well. See, here's the thing about God, in case you didn't know, God is not a party pooper. God is not trying to make you miserable. 
God is not an old man in heaven sitting on a cloud playing a harp with a beard and a miserable face trying to make your life miserable. That is not who God is. It may be your picture of God. And if it is, I want that to be smashed today because it's not true. It's not who God is. God is not a party pooper. God wants to give you all things. But He wants you to have a foundation that can hold on to those things. That's it. As a young man growing up, my parents put into me values as a foundation so that when I got married and when I got a car and when I started to drive, I could handle the responsibility of those things. What came first? The values. It's awesome. It's an awesome message for an awesome day. Being preached awesomely. Awesome. Are you getting this? So we need right order. When it comes to marriage, God says, get married, then sex. It's not no sex. Sorry for the kids in here. You have to explain something when you get home, parents. My job is done. But we put things before the right order and we don't know how to handle it. And so we think we talk about we've got to be sexually compatible, this, that, and the other, as if that's what makes a marriage. No, it's not. What makes a marriage is learning to talk, it's learning to love, it's learning to surrender. He's learning to say, yes, dear. (laughs) If you don't learn some of these things, your marriage will never work. No matter how sexually compatible you are. See, people view Christians as they're just the boring guys who don't do anything and just boring. Who wants to be a Christian? That's not it. God wants to give you all those things. But just first things first. That's why the Bible says, seek God first. Put God in your life. Because your life was not designed to do by yourself. We were designed to be with God. Marriage was not designed to work outside of God. It was God's idea. There is nothing wrong with marriage. In spite of the divorce, right? There's nothing wrong with marriage. Marriage is perfect. It's God's idea and it's perfect and it works. What messes it up is that we don't know how it's meant to work. We don't know how to do it because we haven't got the right foundations. So wonderful for me being a parent and being able to bring God into my parenting. Our 10-year-old son wanted an earring for his birthday. And some of you parents might go, oh my goodness. But his reasoning was his sister got one at 10, so he wants one. And so we had a little chat with him about why he wanted one. And I felt his attitude was really cool. None of his friends got one. He's just a little trendsetter that he is. And, and so then I, I was able to take this conversation to God and say, God, you heard that conversation. And I'll never forget, I was in the shower, which is a gross, I know. But you know, Albert Einstein said this. He said, why is it I have my best ideas in the shower? It's weird, kind of you relax and... And I'm just thinking about this conversation. I said, Lord, you heard that conversation. Is there anything I'm not seeing? And I just felt, no, I didn't hear a voice. I didn't hear, Tony, put some clothes on. I, I, 
I'm not talking to you naked. And yet that's what he did with Adam and Eve. And it's just, we make it weird, not God. And, and that's what God say this. You will have to say no to him many times. This is not one of them. And so just be able to do that little thing with absolute confidence because I've invited God in for his wisdom and his direction. Now, you've got your kids. And honestly, for some of your kids, it would be wrong. But this is one thing I love about God. It's not a one-size-fits-all world. This is what religion does. What are we allowed to do and what are we not allowed to do? How long does our hair have to be? How short can it be? How big are our muscles allowed to be? Are we allowed to do this? Are we allowed to do that? That's religion. I hate it with a passion. I love relationships. And my kids are different than your kids. And you need wisdom. You need God's wisdom in knowing how to raise your children. Because what's good for our kids may not be good for your kids. And what's good for your kids may not be good for our kids. And I realize our son or our daughters doing certain things and having certain things could pose a problem for some of you who have kids of similar age. My answer is seek God. He'll speak to you on those things. Because parenting is meant to be done with God. Marriage is meant to be done with God. Our lives are meant to be done with God. And then he adds all these things. See, we're not against fun. We're not against toys. We're not against presents. We're openly saying, look what I got. Nothing wrong with that. In the right order. Are you saying as Christians you don't have toys? We're not saying that at all. We're saying put God first. And in putting God first, you'll know what kind of, realistically, what kind of money you've got to spend as opposed to trying to keep up with the Joneses. You say, Lord, this is all we've got. There's some wisdom here. Can I just say this for the overly spiritual Christians in the room? Get a life. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you look at me and think, oh, it's right for Tony, he just reads his Bible all day. No, I don't. That would be boring as for me. I mean, I love reading the Bible. I read it every day, but I can't read it all day every day. I can read it every day, but not all day. I mean, I've got a life. And it's in seeking God first, I do a whole heap of other things and God adds to my life. Because Jesus said, I came that you might have life to the flippin' fullest. I added the flipping. In case you're wondering, what, what Bible is that? I've got to get that one. Some of you should stop reading your Bibles and, and just get a job. Some of you should just you know, stop reading your Bibles and just get a life. Some of you should just stop preaching all the time. Shut up. Because it's not like seek God, full stop. That's the trouble with these monasteries. We just lock ourselves away. That's not how God intended to do it. I see Jesus walking with his disciples and having fun and laughing and joking, teaching, and then poking Peter in the eye and having fun and laughing and joking and whacking down. And then like, these guys getting in a fight they're just, and Jesus laughing and then Jesus going stacks on. I see that. Religion is not this, oh, can't do this, can't do that. Boring. It's God first. And then he gives you this wisdom and freedom and joy 
life and colour. We don't have to all look the same and act the same and do the same because we're different. But put God first. Not icing first. Icing without a cake, not going to work. You might be a stud, men, but ain't going to hold your marriage together. It ain't. Because she won't be that interested in you for that long if that's all you've got. You need a little bit more than your A game in the bedroom. That ain't going to keep a marriage. But marriage is God's way. They're cool. It's so simple. It's so simple. And my third point, because time's getting on, you're like, oh, I've got to get my home roast and turkey. <laughs> it's not turkey-mas. <laughs> or roast-mas. First point, right ingredients. Second point, right order. Third point, right results. You want the right results? You know, this little... <laughs> There's a disclaimer down the bottom. It says, follow the instructions carefully. In other words, you know that picture of the cake that you see that you're trying to make? This is what I read into that disclaimer. If you want that, follow this. How many, come on, how many of you have tried to make a cake because she was inspired by the picture. Moggy, really, Moggy. I was expecting the ladies to answer there. (laughs) You and Matt should get together. You're cooking his ballet. You take on the world. It'd be awesome. (laughs) And how many have opened the oven and the cake's gone... It didn't go... Because you followed every instruction. There's something that's gone wrong. And maybe you set your oven to the exact degrees, but your oven's not hot enough. That means you need your oven. It's still not the instructions fault. People ask me this all the time. If God's a God of love, why do bad things happen? They say all the time. Maybe you're thinking that right now. It's real simple. It's real simple. Because we don't do anything that he says to do. <laughs> That's why. We ignore him and all his ways and all his principles to get this and when we don't get this, we blame God. Can you imagine me going back to the author of, a, of this particular ingredient, uh, recipe, and say, hey, I've got an issue with you. I made your stupid cake and look at it. Nothing like the picture. Your fault. I'm sure the author of this recipe would say, well, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do the other? Because if you want the right results, you've got to have the right order and you've got to have the right ingredients. Don't blame marriage if it's not working. Marriage is the answer. Don't blame God. God is the answer. Hey, I know church isn't perfect, but don't blame the church. The church is God's answer for this lost and hurting world. I know it's not perfect, but where it's not perfect is because people are doing something different to what God would have us do. So why do these bad things happen? Real simple. Because we ignore him. Jesus said, love your enemies. How many of us do that? We don't, and it's to our own detriment. We get bitter and we get twisted and we don't forgive. And then we bring that into our marriage and our marriage falls apart and this and that and the other. 
That's because we're not doing what God said to do. Is this helpful? Even, even the most hardened unbeliever in this place, you've got you to see the method of the madness. And I hope I've given you something to think about today. The Bible is a picture book of what our lives could look like. Just like you have a picture with a cake, this is what it could look like. This is what it could look like. Your life could look like that. <laughs> and the Bible is an incredible picture book of what your life could look like. Jordy. How you doing, you right? It's what happens when you follow instructions. When you don't. Here's, here's some... Here's some advice for you today in Christmas. Don't overeat. And tomorrow, exercise. If you don't, your body's going to go. And what we do, we blame our thyroid. When the actual problem is a hole in your face. Got to check me thyroid out. No, no, no. Just. But you know what? Don't be fanatical, but just exercise a little. Be wise with what you eat. Institute a cheat night so you don't feel like you're missing out. That's what we do. Once a week, just eat whatever. But for the rest of the week, we just watch what we eat. You can have this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read a scripture to you. In Matthew 1, verse 21, she'll give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, because he'll save people from their sins. When you receive Jesus into your life, and that's what we're receiving is a person. Christmas is about receiving a person, not a DS not an iPod, not a transformer, and they're all great. After. Transformers and all those things, fantastic. Have fun, knock yourselves out. But after, receiving first things first. As you receive God. I mean, I think the whole morning has really been about us. You can't say this is boring. You can't say this is religious. You can't say this is just narrow-mindedness. We celebrate kids. I mean, I've videoed our kids just opening all the presents. And BJ. So no, no, just be more natural. (laughs) 
putting it into there. I said, who puts the rubbish in the bin? Just rip it. Stop. I love it. Love that. We got vengeance on our kids. I, I, might, I might put it on, on Facebook because I, I said to Catherine, we, I videoed it this morning. I said, often it's the kids that wake up the parents. But we were up at five this morning. Kids were sound asleep. Read our Bibles, drank some coffee, seeking the face of the Lord. I felt God gave me an idea <laughs> to exact vengeance on our kids. <laughs> and so I got this thing on video. I said, Gareth, we're going to, I'm talking. And then we flick on the light and jump on them. <laughs> BJ's like, God, what's going on? The Christian life's not a boring life, it's a full life. And when you give your life to Jesus, he, he, the reason we give our lives to Jesus is because he, he knows what to do with our lives. He gives you great ideas, like don't just mess with the kids' heads. We've got a friend staying from America slash Sydney, whatever, Stephen with us in the other room. And I said, let's get Stephen. But I didn't feel the green light in God, so I thought, I better leave him alone. <laughs> saw that one going horribly wrong. When you give your life to Jesus, three things can happen for you. Your past can be forgiven. Forgiveness for all your sins, all the things you've done wrong. Absolute cleanliness and wholeness before God. Your present can be managed. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever difficult time you're going through right now, God can give you strength for the here and now. And your future can be guaranteed. The mortality rate in Australia is 100%. Every one of us dies, but having Jesus can take away the fear of death. It won't stop you dying, but it can take away the fear of death because we go to a better place. Will you please stand with me this morning? I want to challenge you this Christmas. At the season where we give and receive presents. Many of us go year after year after year and never receive the greatest gift of all. We never receive the gift of Christ. We never receive the greatest gift from God. We get lots of things. But like Matt stood up here or sat up here talking to Pete earlier, there was something missing in his life. And he's found it since coming back to God. And I want to encourage you, if you're away from God today, on the 25th of December, what an incredible opportunity to say, man, it was Christmas 2010 that I came back to God. Maybe some of you have never received Christ into your heart and into your life. You didn't even fully understand it. You thought it was Santamus. You thought it was Reindeermus. You didn't even understand the fullness of the Christmas story. And you want to respond to the goodness of God. You can do that this morning. And you'll never forget when you did it because it's Christmas day of all days. Can you all just close your eyes just to give this time the respect that it deserves? This won't be long and we're going to go have one more song after this. Joy to the world. And then we're done. I'm not here to twist your arm. I'm not here to make you respond. But I know that God is here and He loves you.
This is the Christmas message in a nutshell. You matter to God. God loves you so much that He sent His Son. And I want to encourage you as loving as I possibly can. Don't play the fool. Respond to God. Surrender to Him. He will give you wisdom beyond your wildest imagination. And you'll know how to live life to the full. And you'll know how to manage your marriage. You'll know how to manage situations and circumstances far beyond you ever could before. But it starts with accepting Him and receiving Him into your life and heart. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen and God bless.